Well, hi, Marys. Hey, Mary. So we, you are about to listen to our live episode, our very first live episode at the Listen Up Festival in Portland. This was, um, we recorded this in mid-February, and it was at, uh, I just want to give the proper shout out to Hotel Deluxe mm-hmm. that actually like wanted our podcast to uh, record there because of the history that Hotel Deluxe has with fashion and with that whole industry. Um, and they thought it would be appropriate to have uh, an episode about drag. If only they knew that we knew nothing about fashion. Um, I know, right? Yeah, we gooped them. Uh, And so we were so fortunate and just gooped beyond belief to interview not only the Carlo Rossi, who is a a local Portland drag queen, a.k.a. Anthony Hudson, um, but also the Guinness World Record oldest working drag queen, 89-year-old Darcel, who's been performing at uh, her cabaret, Darcel 15, for over 50 years and yeah. uh we got to see her show the night before we did the oh my god interview. and we went in right under the wire mary yep. like we didn't know that we had to like reserve a space like you do at lips in new york like you have to reserve a table mm-hmm. we thought like oh we're going to see a drag show but we didn't realize that it was going to be like that type of thing like it was packed it was sold out yeah. there were people that were turned away right behind us we were the last uh, people to be yeah. let in and but then like once we got in and they were like oh you're the podcast right I mean oh Darcel was like I would have let you in. yeah it was yeah. and I I just uh I Portland was great everybody was so nice that that night at the cabaret was incredible because it just felt so inclusive and so warm yeah. and it felt like I was watching history like it was just um such a positive and we had experience. mozzarella sticks too we so. had mozzarella sticks and they were yeah. great yeah yeah do you remember the name of our waiter. Leo, yes, yep. I uh, do. I do. Still thinking about Leo. Oh my God, Leo. Oh, I'd like to be lying on top of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Boo! Boo! I mean, roar! Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I had a great a great time interviewing Darcel. Uh, it was nerve wracking and scary because it was like, oh shit, like. I have to ask her questions. What am I going to ask her? Uh, there's so much that so much backstory about Darcel that I, I was like, should we ask her about the backstory? And I'm like, you know what? People can look up the history of Darcel. We She gave us a book, which yeah. is her biography. She signed it, which was great. Um, people can look up that history, which is really important. So like on their own. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's ask some new questions, perhaps. Yeah, um, I think the conversation and, and was was really great, and I think you know, both Darcel and Anthony just like brought really really cool perspective to what they're doing in drag, what they've what drag's done for them, like what the right. journey has been to do their art. Uh, it's it was really really exciting and really humbling in a way to like get the opportunity to talk to them. Like I didn't realize how big a deal it was. Um, to talk to Darcel until like, I really like did my research and was like, you are a legend. You are. Wow. It was huge. It was huge. And you know, when I was like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to record the podcast at Darcel. So, okay. I was just picturing a bar. Yeah. I, you know, and I was like, Oh, why? She's not going to be there. She's not going to, she wouldn't want to be interviewed, but I didn't realize like, Oh, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's very private in a way. She's, you know, she she has lots of work to do because she makes all of the costumes. Like, 
I, you know, she took some time out, which was really kind. She did. Really and, kind of Darcel. And, and same with Anthony, too. I mean, Anthony took time out as well to, to do that interview. And I was like, girl, my hat is off to you. Yeah, it, I think the, the two perspectives were really awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was great. I am so glad that Portland was our first live show. I'm excited mm. to do more live shows. I'm excited to go back to Portland again because I do not lie. The potatoes in Portland, girl. The potatoes girl. in Portland. And you didn't even have the ones at Crew, girl. Yeah, I didn't even have those. And I'm still singing the praises of the goddamn potatoes in Portland. <laughs> I said my piece. Uh, anyway, Marys, without further ado, we'd love to present you with this live show. It's got live audio quality and everything, and uh, we really hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you have any thoughts uh, afterwards, you can always reach out to us on Twitter um, at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can uh, email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And we talk about this during the live show as well, but I thought I'd put it up front to, uh, just, to, just to be clear. It bears repeating. <laughs> Uh, well, th th here it comes, Mary, live from Portland. Brace it's yourself, all Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Mary time. <laughs> all right, Mary. Welcome. Welcome to Hotel Deluxe. We are very, very excited. My name is Kate Busca. I am with Provenance Hotels. This is one of our hotel properties here in Portland. We're very excited to partner with Listen Up Portland um, and to have a uh, all right, Mary, being taped right here at Hotel Deluxe. Uh, as a hotel company, we're very, we believe in telling stories and, and conversation around art, art and culture. And so uh, this whole Listen Up experience has been really wonderful for us. And there couldn't be a better place to have this particular podcast. Hotel Deluxe uh, is a hotel that specializes in delivering glamour. And uh, <laughs> we channel the spirit of the golden age of Hollywood cinema, which of course is uh, a lot of amazing personalities that have inspired drag artists forever. So we're really, really delighted to have you guys here. So welcome Colin and Johnny to the stage. What are you all doing here? <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I need to do, I need to just, I heard this anecdote, I don't know, a million years ago, and it's so basic, so go with me. Um, someone told Gwyneth Paltrow when she went to the Oscars. <laughs> I'm gooped already. I'm gooped. Speak up, talking about goop. <laughs> talking about being gooped. Uh, someone told her when you get to the top of the stairs, make sure you turn around and look back at, you know. <laughs> so this is my top of the stairs moment. <laughs> You are uh, the Oscar glamour, voters. Mary. Yeah, That's yeah. glamour. You need to see yourself, <laughs> you know, as what you want to be. So I just, I'm mostly taking that moment because I could either be like completely like horrified right now that this is happening or so excited. I choose. And I am so GD excited to have you guys here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, this is our first live show, if you don't know. So yeah. If there's any frenetic energy or we stumble over words mm -hmm. or anything, just just laugh it off and smile and, and give us some love. Because, yeah. yeah, this is this is a new experience. We had no idea two years ago that like we would be sitting here. So this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it's really like it's such I think knowing the other podcasts here with Listen Up and like 
that we got to be invited as part of that. I mean, it's like it's a huge honor, and I th- and we feel um, yeah, we we feel like that feeling that that you see like queens on Drag Race or other people who are doing their art, and they're like, wow, I'm getting to do my thing, and people are into it. I'm not just yelling into a well and hearing my voice back. People are like, yes, I'm co-signing your fantasy, <laughs> and that's like. You just, I, I think, I don't take that for granted because there's so many people out there yelling into wells. Oh, sure. It's sure. really weird. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Weird. it's, it's weird. really weird. Yeah. It's weird. The only thing that would complete my fantasy right now is if there was like a mozzarella stick bar uh, over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was just a free for all. Right, so. right. Yeah. So stay tuned. We never, who knows where the show's going to go? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess, you know, we don't have a clip of the week. Uh, We did record our finale episode yesterday. So it is live right now. You can leave and listen to it if you want. Yeah, not right Um, now. Yeah, yeah. uh, But yeah, yeah. Uh, Double, double toil and trouble. I mean. Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously, yes. I'm assuming if you're here, you saw there was something. There's something on Friday that happened on TV. I don't sure, some sure. Like, the Drake, some like race or something. Anyway, uh, so we're just so you know, we we spent like an hour and forty five minutes discussing the tie in that episode. So we're not going to really talk about that today, right? Because we we have, I mean, we have such great, amazing, like mind blowing guests that like right. we can't sit here and talk and, about who should have won and what who shouldn't have won. Exactly, <laughs> and we're not in Hollywood and we're not New York. We're in Portland. Yes, come on, Portland. Yes. So let's not Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Maine. No digs to Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Maine. Yeah. Unfortunately, next time. Next time. Next, next time. time. Next We're time. just doing. This is not Portland, port. Maine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I just I think we could maybe kind of talk about like where we are in Portland right now. Yeah, no? and I, I keep thinking we should. I feel like maybe if you. You probably have figured it out because you know what our voices sound like. But just in case you're oh. like, who's who? I'm Colin. And I'm Johnny. And this is All Right, Mary. Yeah. Uh, we'll, do an, we'll do a proper intro later. Yeah. But yes. I just want to in case you, <laughs> so in case this is not what you're here for, this oh. is your moment to go. <laughs> I won't be offended. I will. I am. <laughs> That's why I've had three vodka sodas in 45 minutes. <laughs> um, so. Spilling, yes. Yeah, so, well, okay. So Portland. So Portland, I have to say. It was very interesting because the minute I got off the plane, I was like, oh, carpeting in the airport. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a different space. Um, and I get into an Uber um, and the my Uber driver, he's a very sexy daddy. Mm. Uh, I was like five not, stars. Yes. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Richard. So I was like, oh, Dick. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, we I did. I, he immediately started asking questions. Where are you from? What are you here for? Podcast festival. He's like, oh, podcasts. I was like, all right. So he has an opinion. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> oh, great. You think they're legitimate too? I can't wait to prove it to you that they're not. I'm so excited for this half hour car ride of you judging my choices. Uh. Seriously, yeah. no, but it wasn't that at all. He yeah. was, he was, he was very lovely. But he, uh, the first thing he said is, like, "Where are you coming from?" And I said, "Oh, New York City." And the response I get normally outside of New York City is, "Oh, wow," or. Oh, I love New York. And it's just kind of like, okay. And uh, his response was, oh, New York City, it's frenetic. And I'm like, thank you. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. It's frenetic. And so then we started talking about people and about the city of Portland. And he was answering all my questions. He was like, do you want me to stop at a dispensary? And I'm like, no, thank you. But I appreciate the offer. Yeah. Uh, and he and so uh, he started telling me about the difference between the west side and the east side, and I just got this flush of information about Portland. Mm-hmm. And the one thing he did say that I thought was really beautiful is that the people here are for people. 
Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready to experience that. That that there's an individuality here that uh, is different than New York, where people are kind of uh, paired off or or sectioned off in terms of individual individual individual. It's a live show. It's a live show. Individuality. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I, I yeah. think, you know, part of being here and it being part of Listen Up Portland, I mean, I think it's for us. I mean, I've never been to Portland, and I think it was really a chance to experience the city and get to know it and get to know what's so special about it. And um, I just need to let you know that my cat is currently packing up boxes. <laughs> we are on our way. Y'all are to blame. Uh, and I am. I am so charmed. I. I like. I think my biggest takeaway is like the people in Portland are just so GD fantastic, and uh, <laughs> and the food's good too. This city can do potatoes oh, in every I gotta form. Say, yes. Yes. Every form. Yes. Yes. I am never mad at Very a potato. Very that, Mary. In Portland. Very that. Yeah. So no. So we were at Cr- Crush last night, mm-hmm. uh, and. We just were like, oh, we're starving. We haven't eaten. So uh, we ordered a side of fries. You weren't there yet. No. So I wasn't. Out. And we ordered the tater tots. Changed the game on yeah. my expectations on tater tots. It I love that when you said tater tots, someone in the audience went, oh, <laughs> I love you people. You're my people. I get it. <laughs> it was fabulous. It was fabulous. And at the same time, we couldn't stay for it, but there was a boy less, girl less, burlesque uh, night going yeah. on. Yeah, d- yeah. yeah. So I was just like, oh man, okay, this is this is a great bar. This is this is where I'm feeling. And then the rugby team came in. Uh, I've <laughs> seen that movie. Right? <laughs> I know how this one ends. I usually fast forward to like 15 minutes in, you know? <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, so so the, the potato game. Oh, the point, potato game's on point. On point. We went to Darcel's last night. Darcel 15 uh, had a show. Yes. Yes, yes. thank you. Uh, we will be bringing up Darcel um, a little bit later. Yes. Uh, but this, I mean, we got to talk about Leo. Okay, I mean, <laughs> uh, we have a lot to talk about with Darcel, but I think first things first, our server Leo. Uh, my God. I think that's actually why my cat's back home packing boxes right now. <laughs> It's purely Leo. I'm chasing one little dream here. Um, he was. It was not a little dream. Really. I hope not. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Wasn't from behind. And uh, yeah, I uh, I think that was also the nice part of like, wow, it just feels so good to have someone, you know, give you a little flirt and, and while they're giving you a drink. Yeah. You know, in New York, it's like the the bartenders ignore you. Right. And here, it's uh, it, yeah, it's just this like I think what I've taken away from Portland from the people from Leo and those jeans. You you I think <laughs> those jeans and those jeans for sure. Yeah. The the minute I saw Colin just kind of like slip off of his chair. Oh, I so, was gone. So Colin said, "Oh, can I get another li- lime, lime drop?" drop. And yeah. he said, "Oh, of course you can." And yeah. Colin just went. <sighs> oh. Yeah, it was See, a moment. It's like, don't don't <laughs> give me that camp counselor charm. If you call me buddy, I'll do anything. <laughs> so consider that the password to my AOL. You know, um, you've got mail. Oh, yeah. you bet. Yeah, <laughs> my inbox is not full yet. Keep working, Leo. Um, anyway, files done. Yeah. Sorry, uh. um, this attachment's too large. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just make more room, Mary. Yeah. Just make more room. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing, when I, I got here on Thursday, and I feel like, you know, between Darcel's last night and being here Thursday, I feel like I got to see these bookends of Portland drag and, like, oh, what's so sure. special about, like, the, the drag I've seen here and what I've seen done in and with drag. And so on Thursday, 
jet lag be damned, I went to Queer Horror at the Hollywood Theater. I don't know if anyone here was there. I saw a few Marys joined me, um, which if you haven't been, you need to go. Next month, they're doing the Stepford Wives. I, I just, I'm coming back for I'd that just basically. I'll die if I don't get that recipe. I'll just die if I miss that screening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what, and what I loved about that, and of course I'm mentioning this for a reason because Queer horror is uh, is is the the brainchild is the uh, the gift from local drag uh, extraordinaire the Carla Rossi Anthony Hudson who was kind enough to join us as well this episode. Yes. Um, I am a huge fan of Anthony's anyway because I am a an avid listener of their podcast Gay Lords of Darkness, uh, which if you're not listening, if you're a Mary please go onto your phone maybe after the show and subscribe uh, because Anthony and his co-host Stacey Ponder are two queer voices you need to be listening to. You've been talking about Stacey for the past few months just like dying whenever you I bring up Stacey. Stacey's like, I've been, I, I knew of Stacey like in college. <laughs> she was, she's like one of my favorite queer voices. When I was in college and like looking for who I identified with. Sure. Stacy was like, oh, you make sense. Right. And then when I started listening to Gaylords of Darkness, I was like, you both make sense. <laughs> and so I, I mentioned that because I guess we should probably get into things. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, before we get into things, we should tell our Marys what they're watching slash listening That's to. true. I wouldn't want to jump the boom boom gun. <laughs> uh, because if you are, of course, either listening to or if you are one of the many Marys in the room right now, you are watching the first live episode of All Right, Mary. All, All right, right, Mary. Mary. <laughs> Which you probably know by now is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little BD, BD, BD TV show screwed it up on the live oh, show. Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> yeah, everybody out. Um, and of Damn course, it, also, yeah, Sorry, also dedicated to the magic of Portland drag this week. Um, as I said earlier, I am Colin. And I'm Johnny. Yeah. And I just, I think we should get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's, in, let's invite Anthony up and, we, and start talking to him. So you, why don't you give a, a grand introduction? Yes, in case I've missed any of the other uh, accolades, Anthony, uh, the, uh, yes, the, the, the birthplace of the Carla Rossi is not only the co-host of, of uh, Gaylords of Darkness, but also Femsplaining, the org, uh, community manager I hope I'm getting this all right Anthony uh, I, my notes are somewhere in a tote bag uh, at the Hollywood theater and of course bringing us queer horror almost every month now uh, please welcome to the stage the incomparable Anthony Hudson oh, oh hello hello Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here on your maiden voyage. Hopefully I'm not an iceberg. Ugh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bear right, bear right. <laughs> Where is he? What? Yeah, Leo? <laughs> um, so welcome. Uh, thank you for thank joining you. us. I would love to just start. If you could just give us, tell us about Carla. Carla is amazing. Yeah, who's Carla Rossi? In three words or less, Carla Rossi is drunk and from Lake Oswego. <laughs> <laughs> She is the ghost of white privilege, and as she says, that's hilarious because it will never die. Uh, <laughs> Carla is a gross clown monster, and she's kind of my way of, like, as a weird, confused, non-binary, mixed-race person, Carla's my way of, like, taking everything in the world and wearing it and making fun of it. Mm -hmm. And oh, so yeah. she's just a, a horrible clown demon from hell. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. I, you know, I love the story of Carla being this, like, ageless being. It's like that she's inhabited this time and space and she's like set these modern goals of being like famous. And yes. Yeah, she's found a way to like exist in this time, but she's ageless. 
She is. One might call her just really, really old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I may have been being Timeless kind there. Works yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did you start? Uh, when did Carla emerge? When was she born? Uh, when when did she pass through the <laughs> yes, canal? Yes, pass through uh, the uh, light, Caroline, the light. Nine years ago now. She's turning oh. nine this year. Okay, wow. nine lives. So I'm just right. a couple years away from my quinceanera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carla, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was nine years back, um, actually about ten years ago, really, that I was first hanging out with Jinx Monsoon. Okay. When she was still a Portland before she decided she was a Seattleite and oh, then shit. moved to Portland? San Francisco. Yeah, she's from oh, here. Uh, so shade. Jinx and I were hanging out this whole summer. She introduced the, uh, my boyfriend to the guy that lived across the street who started cheating on me. <laughs> with, uh, so then we, uh, the, the boyfriend of the guy, the other man, basically, in the relationship, and I just started hanging out and going to drag parties and doing that with Jinx. Oh. And Carla emerged from that. We would just slap on white makeup because that was all I had. I had filmed the zombie movie. I've always been into horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put on this white makeup and, like, pillowcases, basically, because it's Portland drag. Let's right. be real. And, <laughs> and then it just took. And mm-hmm. then I started doing it on stages. And then people started asking us to come back. Wow. And, oh. yeah. And then it's turned into this whole thing that's taken over my life. And you do other media besides just stage, yes? If yes, I am a visual artist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I'm a film programmer at the Hollywood Theater. Um, I'm also an uh, artist. That's uh, very Elvira of you. It's Thank you. Yeah. I long to be Cassandra Peterson. I mean, oh. if you talk about drag queens, that's my favorite drag queen. Oh, for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. How's your head? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> it fell off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when you when you access Carlo, where does Anthony go? Uh, into that Jesus closet that Carrie carries uh, <laughs> mom with the glowing eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just stare at the glowing Jesus eyes. Right, terror. Right. Um, no, it's um, the sunken place uh-huh. basically. Yeah. I, I have to kind of turn. I have to say, sink, turn off myself. And then Carla takes over. She's, mm-hmm. I'm very method. Right. Um, <laughs> but actually, I'm not. Like, if I write a script for something, because I write plays and things, too. And, like, at Queer Horror, you know, we put on a drag show, a scripted drag show, like, for about 20 minutes before the movie. And uh, so if, if I have the script, then she's, like, this wholly complete character. But when I'm on stage, I can't help it meld. And it becomes a little bit of both of us. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, you know, every now and then she might accidentally shit on an image of Donald Trump on the screen. Uh, oh. hey, or happens like to the best of us, yeah, right? Even yeah. though she's a Republican, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So. Right. Does yeah. Carla ever enter Anthony's life? Uh, <laughs> well, j- mainly just with these nails <laughs> in my sex life, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Fabulous. I read an interview where you talked about, like, especially doing queer horror, that there's moments where you have to fall out of Carla because you can't talk about it intelligently because she's so stupid <laughs> she's so your dumb. words yeah, yeah she's very, she's a profoundly dumb creature yeah um, because she's just she's a mr potato head of lies like, yeah i i imagine you know in um the man who fell to earth with david bowie mm-hmm. when they go to do it and he's from space so he goes into the bathroom to like get ready so he takes off all of his human drag like his eyelashes and his face basically that's how i imagine carla she's just this white lump Mm. And <laughs> and so I basically, you know, just every now and then I have to remember that, you know, there is a divide between the two of us and let see where it goes. Right, yeah. right. And just follow that path and see if you cross lanes. Yeah. 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 Um, do you like I, I think it's so interesting that you like part of who she is, is that she is stupid. She is dumb. But it makes me think of like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Ju- Judy Holiday, like playing dumb, but somehow in a way being the smartest person in the room that 
maybe she's not, but you are because you can see the real truth. Well, it's like to sing badly mm-hmm. on stage, you have to actually be a gifted singer first. Right. So, mm. you know, I, th- as an opera singer, I must <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah. no. um, but I'm really, I'm really, I love clowns. And that's where Carla comes from. She's a clown. She's also, you know, a trickster character. I think clowns and coyotes, like the stories my grandmother told me growing up, are really similar. And uh, to that same end, though, I love, like, some of the earliest clowns in my life were, like, uh, Sandra Lee and the in the horrible racist production of Peter Pan that really <laughs> affected me as a child. Um, or Jerry Blank. Lie, oh, sorry. right. Yeah. Jerry Blank. I mean, Amy oh. Sedaris. Oh, yeah. oh, she's a clown. Jerry Blank is the yeah. deepest clown in the world. Yeah. Pee on think. me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 You want to see the Liberty Bell? Like, I feel like <laughs> my whole life is just aiming to be one-tenth, one-two-hundredth of that. Right, oh, right, right. Um, oh, I was going to ask something and then I totally blanked. Um, uh, Jerry Blank? Jerry Blank. No, uh, Jerry Blank. No, so I, I wanted to, to obviously, especially with Queer Horror and Gaylords of Darkness, which just like, I can say, to you, I just love that podcast so much. Thanks for listening. I Stacey just. And I are always so shocked that people listen. Oh, it is like. <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weird, right? yeah. Um, so. I, I love that, like, what you do. There's so much of what you do with Carla that is talking about race, that is talking about gender, that is talking, um, you know, about all these sort of, like, intersections and all these dovetails. But what I love is that then you're finding the intersection with horror. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's an interview where you talked about, like, horror can be such, like, a bro genre. But especially right. in the last couple of years, and I think in general there's always been a queer theme mm-hmm. in that genre. Can you talk about how horror is queer or has gotten queer? I mean, it was invented by queer people, like mm-hmm. all good things. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Nosferatu, F.W. Murnau, that was him talking about his homosexuality, you know, mm-hmm. with that vampire character. Um, and that happened in Frankenstein with James Whale. He was doing the exact same thing. Right. Um, and that also kind of created that, like, goth horror aesthetic, that, like, grand, voluptuous, campy aesthetic. Sure. Horror is innately queer i believe mm-hmm. um and and yeah it, it is kind of refreshing we're in this golden age now where horror is becoming like queer and feminist again yeah and it's really nice especially following like the sort of dude bro like hostile mm-hmm. era mm-hmm. horror early 2000s now we have movies where tilda swinton in suspiria plays like three roles including an old man uh, drag yeah and like job of the hut like it's amazing right right and I think a lot of that movement, you know, I, I love the concept of a final girl. And if you're not a horror movie fan, it's I guess it speaks for itself. It's the girl at the end of the movie who survives. But so much of that is rooted in it's a moralistic idea of she didn't have sex and she was a good babysitter. And, she, you know, you're rewarded for being pure and you're killed for, you know, there's the joke that, you know, in a slasher movie, the black characters are always killed or that the, sl- the quote unquote slutty girl is always killed or whatever. And there's always a punishment there. But I feel like what's happening now, and I think there's a direct intersection with drag, is it's witches in horror movies. Oh, yeah. I oh, think that's where that queer lens. We, we just reviewed the, the Vivitch, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivitch. The Vivitch. Um, and that movie, to me, was, it was just a pinnacle of like what, th- what queers are saying, what queer and feminism could be through the witches because at the end I was like oh thank god she went into the woods like that's exactly what you should have done thank you mm-hmm. yeah yeah kill your family go it, into the woods join a book club right yeah yeah right <laughs> ascend into the yeah. sky yes. oh my god I was sitting in the movie theater I was there with my my dear dear friend Pepper Pepper who's another wonderful drag queen in the city and we were sitting there watching it and we were just beaming just glowing because I spent the whole movie afraid she was going to get like killed or something sure. yeah, by the end sure. of it and no she goes off she joins the Sabbath and is levitating and 
and we were so happy. We had the dumbest smiles on our faces, and then the lights come up, and the, this couple in front of us goes, well, that was a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, but I feel like this is going to last and change things. Yeah, you know? yeah. someone yeah. else will get it. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. like, I mean, that's why I love doing queer horror is because there are so many films that have these built-in messages and queer messages mm -hmm. made by queer creators that maybe they don't outwardly come out of it. Like, uh, yeah. Death Becomes Her, for one. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, even, like, I showed Drop Dead Gorgeous once, because uh. I'm like, I mean, this is a slasher movie. Let's oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right. The killer is Kirsty Alley. <laughs> of course it's queer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I love getting to share that and show that kind of material. And then at Queer Horror, it's so fun because it's like 400 queer people in a sold-out theater in mm -hmm. a 100-year-old vaudeville hall watching these films with a drag show before. And it's like, you know, a little way for me to get to, one, bring in this horror thing that has been a lifelong interest of mine. And also to get to pay homage to, like, Elvira and to Peaches Christ, another, sure. like, legendary drag queen and, and friend of mine. Yeah. 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 I, I have a question that just kind of to piggyback, or not piggyback, go back to what you were saying earlier. It's, you said it's very Portland drag. What is what is Portland drag? What is the scene here? Because um, we have listeners listening all over that have never been to Portland, so yeah. you got to let us know. Portland is a little messy, okay, and I like that a lot. Uh, I mean, we have the pageanty scenes, we have glamorous queens, um, but I think Portland's a little willing to like experiment and get dirty and get arty about it. Okay, um, so like my drag, you know, my drag, I'm in white face, I'm like half padded, I don't really shave. Because I want people to be as confused looking at Carla as I am thinking about myself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, like, I, I think Portland is a great place to, like, really kind of experiment and work out things with drag. And, like, do all kinds of different things. So there's a lot of, like, gender fuck gear is okay. a, a, a good kind of old term for it. Um, and a Army lot boots, you know. Yeah. Lipstick. Lipstick. Yeah. To be RuPaul about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone always has signs with words on them because we're all very political here. It's Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. blast. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things I like, and I actually always, um, when we talk about drag race and the idea of, like, polished drag versus drag where you, you see the seams or you see you see where it's drag. You see the, the idea of someone's put on an illusion. And one of the examples, obviously Drag Race has pushed a narrative that everything has to be very polished. And one of the examples I've always loved was like from season five was Jinx Monsoon's Day of the Dead look. And it's a great look. Like it's a fantastic look, but there's something about it that feels like I see what you put together. And because I can see the seams, it means more to me because I know that you're putting on an illusion for me to learn and to understand. Yes. You know? and, and I've always been a big like uh, at my shows I've always said there are no illusions here mm -hmm. and I mean and then in the process that sort of becomes the illusion right like I, I love drag that kind of hacks the signals that points at what's happening yeah right. the wink wink nudge nudge yeah exactly yeah. exactly because I think that's the best way to kind of uh, like break it down and look at you know like kind of like Rue says circa Judith Butler of you know we're born naked and the rest is drag mm -hmm. that having those extra hints is just such a nice way to tie everyone else into the this idea of the fantasy and that we're all living the fantasy yeah. we're all presenting illusions yeah. all the time right right we're all doing our own versions of drag yeah and like i think once you start holding that that standard of like for example looking like a certain feminine you know ideal or image it's like I think it then makes it harder for the rest of us who are just doing everyday drag of like, this is how I express myself to feel like it's valid. Yeah. And like the kind of drag you're doing, the kind of drag you're talking about, I think because there isn't that rule of the illusion has to be fooling you, it 
I think it opens the door for everybody, and that's what drag should do. I think so, yeah, yeah. and that's why I love taking it into, like, I'm doing a drag workshop at the Art Museum later this week and, and doing some for Portland Public Schools, and, like, I love bringing kids into it because it's like, this could be a li really liberating way sure. if we actually, like, kind of look at, you know, why do we gender language? Why do we gender our clothes? Mm -hmm. Like, we could really create a really flexible future full of potential, you know, yeah. where we can all be Beyonce. Well, you know what I love so <laughs> much? Exactly. <laughs> Just to speak to Colin point about like seeing the the mistake seeing the fact that there are no illusions here i as, as a queer boy you know have lip synced in front of my mirror and danced in my living room mm -hmm. to you know the gayest songs uh -huh. um every towel dresses. yes exactly yeah, towel yeah. dresses uh -huh. and i i love being able to see the queer person underneath the makeup doing that yeah i think it makes me feel like yes that that's fabulous. And yeah. it also makes me a little frustrated that they need the makeup and the armor to do that mm -hmm. in order for people to clap. Because I I don't know. I follow people on Instagram that are, you know, cisgender or non-gender people just dancing and living their truths. Yeah. And it's still just as fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that... Um Oh, it's because I'm doing a live show that I'll think of something and then forget when I open my mouth. Well, it just um. seems like it seems <laughs> like it's it's a nice entry point, right? Yeah. To have the drag, to have that, that quote unquote illusion, to bring people in and being like, "Hey, this is a woman doing a woman song," and then eventually it's like, "Yeah, actually, I'm going to take off the wig. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be a bald queen. Actually, you're not going to be able to tell that it's a woman. You're going to think it's a man in a dress, and it's it's Beyonce, and it's still just as." fabulous you know mm -hmm. and I remembered now um, oh, so good. what I like also about that and I, I like watching you at queer horror is because there's no illusions I identify with you as a queer performer living your art and doing your truth and like you know like being expressive and being bold like that's what I'm actually connecting with I you know I, I you know I think it was one of the sort of postseason interviews that Michelle Visage does with the Queens um, or maybe it was the last episode but they were talking about this idea of when you perform fierce, I can't connect with that. And I've always had that hard, that trouble with drag is when it's real fierce and real like all that, I don't feel like I, there's a place for me. But when someone is like, oh yeah, I don't care about that. This, I just want to do my art and tell my story. I'm like, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. Now I get you. Now I'm with you. I'm playing dress up. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that, especially as a queer person, it's so important to find that sense of inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so real. Yeah. The, the sort of unattainability of the diva. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's why I've been thinking about it. And I'm just like, okay, the new thing that I'm bringing into it is you're born naked and the rest is structural oppression. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. That's fabulous. Well, speaking of diva, I thought that maybe this would be a great time to bring up an actual person who has achieved diva status a true yeah. legend yeah. a true legend i'm already up here but that's real nice <laughs> of you to say that all right all right mary all right mary oh, <laughs> Jesus. um so with that i think we should welcome to the stage yes the person who has invented and has become a staple in portland a staple around the world yeah uh, please non-binary pals ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage darcel 15. <laughs> Uh, I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 18 hours a day of the movie. Mm -hmm. 
That's called but shade. I have <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, oh, I yeah, like right into it. Like, right into it. Like, you're looking they are, They're the really nice. Yeah, they're real close. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've done this before. I have. <laughs> For like 50 years. I've been years. close before, yeah. <laughs> Start asking me something because I don't know after. Th- th- he's, you've been on my stage. I have. It's been f- see, fun seeing you on the stage. It's a totally different way. I don't know. Uh, uh, when I started, uh, my name is Walter and Cole. And, and so... Walter Cole and Darcel were miles apart. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> really, it's, it's, we, it's a mad because, because uh, of course, we, uh, we started our bar, uh, Roxy and I started the bar in 19, 1967. We opened. I know 52 years we've been putting makeup on. It's, it's a wonder I have a face left. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> But I think it helps, you know. I think ladies should wear more, more, more makeup and their skin is stay as lovely as mine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we started the bar, and none of my gay friends would come across Burnside because we were in Skid Row. Oh. Right. I mean, um, um, Skid Row, is, it's all they're homeless now, but Skid Row, they would be dr- uh, asleep by 8 o'clock because they drank wine all night, that sort of thing. And they wouldn't come across it, so... I hired a, g- uh, a lesbian bartender. Her name was Papa Scott, and a wonderful, wonderful lady. And my doors opened, and thank you to the lesbian community f- of Portland for three years. They kept me in business. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Walter slash Darcel. So we we I think we asked uh, Anthony this, but I think it's worth. You can ask me. It's first. <laughs> it's definitely worth asking you. Who is Darcel 15? Why is Darcel 15? Uh, all of that. Darcel <laughs> 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 uh, was created by Roxy Leroy, my partner for many years, 47 years. Um, uh, Gracie Hansen was an entertainer at the Hoyt Hotel, it's which was torn down way before its time. Where in Portland is that? It was on Hoyt Street okay. on Broadway. Oh, on Broadway. And uh, he was working there, and I had my lesbian bar, which was much fun than ever. Thing ever, and uh, it wasn't like our lesbians now. It, it was I, I. I have to say it. They were dykes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fuck they, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> if you walked in, I had to take all my beer. We're beer and wine. I did all my pictures and turn them into plastic. <laughs> Because they didn't leave a mark if they hit you. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my ashtrays were in tuna, tuna fish cans. <laughs> That's recycling. That's good. No <laughs> scar. They don't leave scar. Oh, good. <laughs> and I, I think I learned how to, to operate a business and keep it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could e- exit people very quickly uh, head first. Yes. Right, right. Because I, I come on, Butch Drag. Yeah, sorry. I was saying. I, <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, that's all right. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just telling you. It was a time a lady, a, a gal came in for, from a Labatt Week and wrote a story about the best kept secret in part. Roxy and I started the show with Tina Sandell, a Native American gal who did Proud Mary better than Proud Mary ever thought oh about. Oh wow. wow! And Roxy was a n- professional dancer in v- Vegas and all over. So he really started. And I learned my craft on, on a four by uh, eight banquet table in the back of our room. 
which is was incredible. It's like a towel dress, right? Yeah, it's really. Like yeah. If you don't have a runway, you make, make one. Make it happen. Run. Yeah. <laughs> Every bi- everything in that room, Roxy and I built, actually physically built. Oh, fabulous. But wow. those were the days that are gone by. That was 80 uh, years ago or something. <laughs> 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 so, but... Yeah. I was say back, you know, when you bought uh, Dimas Bar and you yeah. and you and I remember seeing the documentary where you said I looked around and I just started crying. I cried because I, I, it was uh, I'd never had uh, I'd had other businesses. Yeah. Five or so other. Bi- but there was n- never any cocktails or but beer. Right. I didn't have a liquor license at all. And also the place looked like, well, it hadn't been touched for 60 years. You right. Know, the walls and it was a mess. And it was and I just I thought. What have I got myself into? Yet I had already started five other businesses from scratch, but they were d- it was different, you know. Right. This was this was looking at a street of pe- people sleeping. Yeah. Why did it become a drag bar? Because I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted. I gotta inter- know. <laughs> I, ha- I wanted to entertain entertain our dyke. For customers, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't fight with each other. Oh, <laughs> brilliant! Keep those tuna cans down. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking at her or her or her yeah. or, oh, or, yeah. or oh, her? If or anybody her walked in, if Femme walked in and talked to somebody else, geez, all hell broke. <laughs> so what happened was we put the show on, and uh, <laughs> it was illegal then. I was beer and wine. Right. In those days, it was illegal to have any entertainment or singing in a, a tavern you couldn't it couldn't oh i thought you were going to say it was illegal to like dress in drag no no <laughs> they no that they, they don't care sydney never portland never cared about okay, drag. okay. and they love it now even more so Fuck right yeah, they, so they have to because <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw a cat down the street without hitting a drag yeah and and so uh we did rhymed you know and so that's not dance singing Mime somebody's record. Wow! Right, because right. you right. have music. That's how mm-hmm. you got around it. Yes, mm-hmm. and you couldn't dance. We, we none of it. Roxy danced, but we wouldn't let him dance. He just did. St- stood and delivered. Right, it's we just walked. Walk. We walked. It, 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 oh, so I see. you can walk here and walk. You can't dance very much on a four by eight banquet table anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it on roller skates. <laughs> Of course he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did. His roller skates are on the wall right now. Wow. So uh, anyway, we we and uh, our landlord NATO, who owned all of Portland at one time, uh, NATO said, "Are you still doing that masquerade?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so one night the the law was still at, for, uh, and one ap- evening in comes uh, OLCC man, the, li- the people Gustavo. They walked in. And Roxy and his and a friend of ours did an adagio. Do you know where they wore G strings? You'd loved it. <laughs> <laughs> they wore G strings and and danced and over his head, you know, twirl around. And he, he did the same thing with a female personator in, well, I mean, female partner in Vegas. So this was going on. That was dancing. So I got a ticket. Oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute. By the time the ticket came to front, they changed the law. Oh. <laughs> so right th- so then you could sing and that de- you couldn't even sing happy birthday to somebody. So they so they changed the law and and, and we could openly dance and I never did. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I left the dancing to him. You didn't well, openly dance, but you openly showed your ass. That is true. We that's what we saw last night. Yeah, I was true. like, I'm a part of history now. Yeah. I've seen Darcel's ass. <laughs> Rhinestone Cowboy, if anyone yeah. has not been to Darcel's. 40 years ago, that started. I stole it from Candy Rapper, a drag queen that <laughs> is still in Portland running around. <laughs> I still give her the credit because she did it one night at the club. And I said, that's it. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's it. I stole it, and I told her I stole it. And I, and I, when I was first started doing it, I said, the bitch candy rapper did it. I'm doing it. My bus is better, better, much prettier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so if I don't do it, we hear about it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. People bring their friends in to see Darcells, and they just say rhinestone cowboy. They don't give it away. See, oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And also, the OLCC doesn't like that. Oh, sure. See, mm. but that was before we could go naked on stage and all that sort of thing. Are right. you guys That's doing me. naked here? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is something I learned very quickly on Friday night. It was like, oh, I see it. Oh, this yeah, is Yeah, and that's legal now, that's legal. but that wasn't yeah. legal right. then. Mm -hmm. And so just to show your ass, in Seattle, you still can't show your ass. Mm -hmm. So I did shows up there quick anyway. Yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems like so. Well, you do it quick and then leave town. <laughs> right, <laughs> quickly flash him and run. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like so much of what you've done. I mean, just from just from starting the shows at the bar, it it feels like it's like there's it's uncharted territory. No one. 1967, We didn't go out the door. Yeah. Uh, and drag. We didn't. I barely walked the street looking like we even knew each other because. Right queer was queer was queer sure mm -hmm. and and there was never the the city the fathers and never they never gave us a thought yeah it was cool but the general public and, and it was yeah. and so we made sure that we were close close I and mean we were closeted in the club yeah so we'd go in with jeans on and go home with jeans on right but then all of a sudden now you can go anywhere did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> it happened uh, here and there. I yeah, it seemed I, a bit I, of that. I, I yeah. made it okay for everybody to get, get their face done up and get false tits and hit the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit the streets. You know what? I think uh, the thing that uh, strikes me the most about all that I've learned about your career and your life is what you've done for the gay community in, in the sense that you've made it a community that we are, we are lifting each other up and helping each other and supporting each other and protecting each other. And as our our community grows and our community expands, I feel like we're losing some of that essence of the need to protect our own. And when I went into Darcell's, even though we were the last ones allowed in. Only four seats left. <laughs> yeah. God, it was that kind of a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they had to come in on a Friday night with a half a house. Yeah. Been <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> but the, we were the last ones in. And the, the second we walked in, I just felt like we were safe and protected and loved. Yeah. Every interaction we had with Leo. Oh. <sighs> It bears repeating. It bears repeating. Yeah. Uh, I with it because Leo. of his ass. I uh, hired. <laughs> yeah, you had a good eye. You got a good eye. <laughs> I like DiMaggio. Yeah. Um, that's the league of their own. Um, and then um, Mr. Mitchell, right away. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's my mom. It's just like yeah. all of that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just, it was something that I miss in New York, to be honest. I Because in New York, it's so disparate. And, and there's a there's competition. And you walk in and yes, you feel yes, eyes yes, on you. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know what you're saying. And that's what I feel when I I go to drag shows in other cities. Okay. 
if they paint beautifully, their costumes are gorgeous. They step on stage and they say, look at me, I'm fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And that's all they do, <laughs> practically. Yeah, and they put their hand out for give, the tip. They don't give to their audience anything. They, they, they don't care about what they're singing. They don't, if you're going to mime, you've got to believe the song they're doing. You've got to believe in what it is. You've got to know where those lyrics come from. That's right. They don't give that to the audience. If they don't believe it, how's the audience going to believe it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what we, now we have people who come in and, and after a while, they learn. We, we teach them. <laughs> oh, and uh, Colin, I don't know if you want to segue into that because we, I was so impressed with how you handled the bridal parties in the front row. Oh, it was that's part of the show. It yeah. is brilliant. It was literally like you're talking to somebody about their birthday across the hall. Yeah. And there's like some people talking in front of you and immediately it's like, stop it. This is my show. I don't need your help. And then it's yeah. like back. Yeah. Or bitches, and they were I like, get paid for this. <laughs> bitches, <laughs> yeah. I get paid for this. Brilliant. And then I'm sure... I, I just imagine any heckler, you're, oh, you're right I, on. I've had them all. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. What, what's, what, what is your best, if you can remember, your West... If your, I can remember. Well, I mean, because there's probably so many. You're, the best kind of heckler situation where it was like, that happened, and then I said this, and then... It's, it's hard. I, I try to put the real, honest, good haters. Sure. I, I, I won't deal with it all. Um, just, I have the microphone. Fucker, shut up. Mm-hmm. Or get the hell out of here. It, it's not a secret what we are in here. Right. And you, if you came in here and it's wrong, go the hell out the door. I love you're this. not getting your money back. This is like, li- <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's but, like life lessons so, here. But let me tell you, uh, s- things happen on stage that when they do, it's like, I, it's amazing. Uh, I'll tell you one little story. I'm, I'm working my butt off up there. This is by the time I had built, we had built a stage. And I'm on the runway. And I'm looking down, and the lady's on the side, on the, the whole wall on the side. Just, I got that. <laughs> By the time, oh, it's radio. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Blank stare. It blank was a blank stare. stare. You just stare <laughs> in the space. They didn't even see what I was doing. <laughs> so I, so I, <laughs> so I stomped my foot three times and said, are you deaf? And they went. <laughs> they, they nodded their head yes <laughs> and I thought oh my god I'm going to crawl on the stage and die yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, so I slowed up what I was saying really, and I, they could, I said do you re- do, then I said do you read lips and they went yeah and when, uh, deaf people applaud they wave their hands like right. this and it was Nice. Yeah, it must have felt. Yeah, you made that connection. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, I think what, y- what Walter, what you and Anthony do that I really love, and it was so fun seeing different interpretations of drag. But what you both do is create a safe space, and I think yeah. it takes a lot of bravery, especially in the queer community. You know, we talk a lot about an R8 marriage. Just a lot of queer folks. They bring their wounds into adulthood, and they're afraid of connecting because they were shown in a younger age that that was dangerous. That's r- yeah, was right. And I yeah. and it seems like you both are doing this thing where it's like, come as you are. You're all welcome. Be weird. Be yourself. Just be here. That's why a lot of people want came. A lot of women come in. They feel safe there, even mm-hmm. uh, and and and. Uh, like bachelorette parties or right. birthday parties and many, many times. Uh, and they come from Seattle, from San Francisco, from Los Angeles, Las Vegas to have their bachelorette party at ourselves. I haven't figured that one out yet, but <laughs> because I, don't, I do pick on them a little bit. 
Because <laughs> I what, where you, you're gonna wi- wear a white dress. Well, you know you've been banging. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Ivory, whole family good choice. Knows. <laughs> yeah, family knows. <laughs> and and I said so. They say uh, I'm wearing um uh, ecru ecru. <laughs> How about camouflage? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. And they love it, you know, and yeah. but they also feel that they're, they're not going to be hit on. Oh, I see. And, 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 uh, and they're going, they, they, feel, they, they feel safe. And feeling safe is very important and feeling safe for us. And unfortunately, we have a president who opened the door for hate. Mm-hmm. And now, we, I don't know, I don't want to preach, but now uh, we, there are more gay bashings now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Than 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 ever, mm-hmm. and uh, they're ready to attack. Yeah, and somebody's and been united. The white thing is in p- white premises. What they call white what privilege? Yeah, no, the ones that walk around with oh, the oh, white supremacy. The ones yeah. that the city has now taken its stand to keep them from bi- from organizing. Wow. Anyway, that's a whole different story. So I mean, getting I back to drag. I mean, <laughs> well, in in talking about drag and talking about just kind of where things have come. I mean. You did a lot of work during the AIDS epidemic, oh. like uh, countless amounts of fundraising, which is fabulous. And then even marriage equality, like you, you keep doing these things to make people feel safe. And it's it's it, it's so it's so amazing to be sitting next to you right now, uh, knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy's been dead for two years, so hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a dry house. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just just to know that you've been that you have been one of the people, uh, a very few people that have continued to fight and to create safe spaces. Now that we're in this this different zone where I'm talking about in New York, I'm seeing a lot of hate within our community. We're also getting hate from outside of the community. What are the next steps? What can we do inside the community? Vote. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. So, go <laughs> <laughs> on, please. You know, I, during during the AIDS crisis, I can't even really talk about it because I, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I s- settled down. I'm a professional. I shouldn't be talking that way. <laughs> we love emotions. It's uh, fine. It's uh, fine. We're I with you. It, it it every week, every week. Our friends from California, Portland, dying, dying. And there were 20, 19, 25, you know, and, and there was no help from the government. It was a, it, HIV is a, is a, 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 a virus. How many times have they taken care of viruses that come from, Zafri- from, from Africa? Th- th- it was about a year, about two or three weeks ago, or months ago, when somebody came in with a strange virus. Do you remember? And they had a problem there, b- and th- about four people here and four people there. Guess what? They found a cure for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because it was a queer thing, no cure. No money was spent on it. Right. Yeah. So we raised uh, millions of dollars to keep our friends in homes, in their home, food, clothing, and we still do. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's still there. You have to, it's still there. It's not over. Yeah. Right. And I, I mean, w- wait, eight, eight billion, 17 billion fucking billion dollars to build a wall? Mm-hmm. How about putting that into cancer, into, into the uh, medical part that mm-hmm. we need? And so, there are pills. I don't. Thank God, I don't have to take them. That are uh, 100, 
a thousand dollars a month. Right. Yep. What the hell? Yeah. 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 Anyway, why we've got to go I, I'm getting onto that because it's just like uh, now we're I in get this all space. Dirt up. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this space now where drag is speaking to so many more people, and I think more people are are opening their minds to a different way of living and a different way of being. And I am curious to hear from you and from Anthony what drag is doing to your audiences, how we can connect more with this platform, with this art form. Uh, we. Uh, um, I, w- I was just telling my friends, <coughs> um, Bambi and, and Sharon, that the way there was a time when men would be drug in with their, they'd make marks on the floor of their wives' room, dragging them into the sea to show. <laughs> well, that doesn't happen anymore because they we've we and television and, and internet has and made it okay. And you, you can look, look at it and see it. It's not going to hurt you, you know. Yeah. And, of course, same-sex marriage, we were f- equal rights. We fought for equal rights so hard. But they kept saying special rights. No special rights. They were equal rights. And, and we, we got it. It's happened now. We, we can come in. You can be a married couple. And you, and, uh, you can love who you want to love and marry who you love. Right, it's right. It's, it's wonderful. Right. Yeah, that's good. What do you think, Anthony? I think this is beautiful, and I'm just, like, so blown away to be sitting here with you right now <laughs> listening to this. Um, but I, I think, you know, also, like, drag is, like I was saying earlier, like, drag is a way to kind of to feel the fantasy, and it's a way to share with everybody that you can all feel the fantasy and that we can, you can be whatever you want. Like, that's, like, kind of a cheesy 1990s read library poster. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, it truly is a, it's, it's a place where you can play with who you are and your your own self agency and, and self determination and declare your personhood as like maybe I'm not this box and this series of labels that I was born into and ga- and given that I was inherit that I inherited um, maybe I can drive my own narrative and by by changing you know the world that you see yourself living in you're actively remaking the world and I think that's a way if we're all doing that that's a way to actually shift the world. For better is by find who you are. Yeah, and be it. who you are. Yes, mm-hmm. find it and be it. Yeah, and vote. And, and vote. vote. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and vote. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's it, it's uh, it's exciting now because there is more doors open. Yeah, but we still about uh, a year into the present regime. Um, uh, somebody called me and said, Darcel, I hope we're in the same concentration camp. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it, yeah. Well, you never know with these bastards. And they, what do they do? Now they want to e- eliminate the transgender people. Oh, sure. And the army. You, that, yeah. you have to have a, it, whatever you were born. We're all different. Yeah. 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 You know, and and shit, uh, we, I have some dear friends that spent their whole life miserable because they were in, uh, they were, a woman in a man's body. Right, right, right. They're living free now. They're what they are. They, 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 they haven't hurt anybody. They didn't break up families. <laughs> like mar- married, if uh, we got married, that would break up half the people that, that are those uh, heterosexual kind of couples. What are those? What are <laughs> they? <laughs> but th- no, and uh, what would you have to? D- what I don't understand what uh, that where, where that even came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always seen, you know, I, I've heard people say this, that, you know, drag queens in a lot of ways, or, or drag performers, really, drag clowns, anyone just doing this 
this concept and this artistry of drag that they're they're historians of the queer community they're uh you know voices of the queer community um ministers of the gay community and i think for both of you it that's a lot that's a that's that's quite a that's quite a task and i feel like to that's such a big job that i think we look as the as the rest of the community i've certainly been looking to you for so many years and and looking that's at you as well that's a, I, 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 I i thank you very much and mm -hmm. i appreciate the accolades and i appreciate the 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 wonderful things that have been happening to me for about two years now that that things are things things are opening up and so it, they're realizing that we fought for it right and it's beautiful but god who knew that we're doing it right right we, how mm -hmm. did we know we were doing it right yeah to make it happen yeah because there was no guidelines there's nobody said okay now if you go to this meeting you can yeah, no mm -hmm. you know and and certainly what has come out of it is i'm very proud yeah yeah and and i'm very proud to be a, d been a part of that the beginning because like it was the beginning of dragon port we were we were open 2 years before stonewall right happened you New didn't York. even know Stonewall happened, right? Uh, no, no, because you, how are you going to know? They didn't. Dep they didn't put it. Uh, no television. Yeah, how's it? Yeah. You no, know, we didn't know t until last year. Somebody said no. <laughs> 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 but but what? But I mine, I, I got. They put my name up in the in the in the Stonewall bar. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Oh, I have to tell you something. Rubal. Now, okay. Now, Darcel fifteen. Uh, Darcel was. Uh, I had a book and had and um, uh, several documentaries and and is the uh, <laughs> one of the hundred most influ influential people in the this entire life of Oregon. Wow, that's uh, they knew this little thing. And then they go to and I get this. <laughs> I'm doing this a little clap, golf claps, golf yeah, clap clap, yeah, a Pelosi clap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't say these. I'm, I'm introduced every. Oh, you were there when you were introduced. Yeah. And and, uh, <laughs> but as soon as I I was my picture was on Drag Race, <laughs> not my. They did, I wasn't there. I signed a release so they could talk about me <laughs> and have a, my picture in the dressing room right. with the drag queens being bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea. Now, <laughs> I go. I if I if I if ever I found the cure for cancer, I wouldn't get the kind of applause <laughs> I get for once you said the damn dragway, <laughs> dragway. As soon as they say dragway, the audience erupts. That was it. That was the that's moment. It. That's it. it. No matter what else yeah. it does, I watch it. I haven't even seen an episode because oh, it's okay. always playing. It's always when I'm working, and I don't record anything because I don't have time to. Go to the movies like it. no, I meant to, <laughs> <laughs> to watch this, <laughs> to watch this. The you know, to I don't have time for it. I mean, it's been around since uh, 2009, so I'm assuming in the past two years you've seen there's more of an excitement around gender bending and queer and and uh, drag queens, and obviously that's oh. because of the media and I media. Is, uh, everything is, is uh, and people really care. And and our influence in the world, they they're they're shaking hands with us, hugging us, sure. pictures taken together. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Would you ever go on Drag Race if you were asked? 
I wouldn't Fair be a question. contestant. I'm not going to be. Oh, no, no. no and, yeah, right. No, you'd win. Darcel for win. season 13. Yeah. <laughs> Get that audition tape, girl. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> She's a Portland queen. I, I, I met, <laughs> I met a queen. MC it or something. You oh, know, absolutely. Or, or, yeah, Darcel's no, drag uh, race. No, <laughs> I'd like, maybe, uh, like to be a judge, maybe. Yeah. 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 That would be kind of fun. In contrast to, because we, as we're saying, we're in this time where it's like it's everywhere, and there's so many points of reference. Yeah. So back in the day, when you're saying, you know, you started it, you know, over 50 years ago, basically in the dark, there w- the path was not blazed. How do you keep going when there's no signposts? We we didn't have wigs. You couldn't buy a wig anywhere because anybody who needed a wig got it from somewhere. I don't know where. There uh, there was a um, a, a hat. I don't know if you're anybody here is old enough to remember. It was a hat, and it was fuzzy, looking like fake fur, but it was looked like fake hair. And it wasn't mm. it wasn't meant to be just a fuzzy hat. Mm. Well, you part it right here and put a little brooch there, and <laughs> it you became a, it was a wig. Oh I mean God. that 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 silly. <laughs> Sorry, I said there were no there were no uh, no 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 sequins. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you wanted something to, to shine. You had to p- beat it yourself, and I have about five gowns that took three months to beat. Wow! One bead at a time <laughs> on the, this body is a lot of beads. <laughs> <laughs> so, we everything was from scratch. Yeah, I just I love that image of the dark times. Like there were no sequins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine not having sequins, <laughs> but there were there were no sequins. Mm-hmm. No sequins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anthony, similarly, when you started, and really when, when Carla Rossi really came into her own, did you feel that there were influences that you had that you were like, okay, I see some point of reference, or did you feel like you were also kind of blazing new territory for yourself? Oh, I mean, I was blazing new territory for myself, personally, mm-hmm. but I mean, influences. Like, when I first moved to Portland 12 years ago, I would go to Darcel's, and I felt like the most special, magical person in the world if Poison or Darcel even noticed me and, right. like, would t- say something to me in line or anything. It was so mind-blowing. I was so, like, I kind of, as a youth, I really, I think I understood the importance of, of queer elders and, like, learning from them. And 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 big part of that Older. was my uncle. <laughs> I don't know a better word. We're legends. Old <laughs> farts. The people, the people that made it possible for us to exist, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I I did my homework, and I would I would just go and I would rent John Waters movies and watch everything, or I'd watch uh, Lee Bowery performances. That was a I big heard that for you made watch all the movies again. All of them, <laughs> every single one. <laughs> and it was. It yeah, it was really like you know learning from the people that I really admired, who were really doing the things that I wanted to see myself one day. And you found your direction and did it a totally. I we're traditional, you did it totally different, and we get along just fine next to each other. You we've know what I mean? We've only had a few fights. <laughs> <laughs> but I scratched your face because you had too much. And then I got it tattooed on to commemorate it. <laughs> No, I'm 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 meaning that that yourself, I myself, and and somebody else, and that's what I'm telling you. If you want to do this, do it. Find who, what you want to do, and how you want to look. I mean, I, my makeup hasn't changed for 42 years. Thank, Thank you God. very much. Never right. mind. <laughs> right. Never mind. I still use big eyebrows because it's hard to believe. But when I was a man, I. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> my, my eyebrows were bushy, and I never would ever think about 
shaving them, you know, to. So I did ma a fa fabric eyebrows, fabric, whatever dress I had on, I wore the color and black. They, I was used to the queen of the black eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that hasn't changed. And whenever, when I was empress, it wasn't changed. And some people come up and they say, you know, you'd have won the debutante contest if you just changed your makeup to look more real. Wow. I said, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to. I don't care to be a debutante. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, I, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a time. The times are now. Are, I love the times now because we have Catch a Rising Star on Tuesday evening. It's an open, ma open house. Open mic, and if you want, if you want to come in, we don't, s we don't audition you. Just get on stage, and and do your thing and enjoy it. And I've hired two people from that show that come into town, and 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 Poison is the MC, and I sit, I watch the show because, uh, and when Poison's doing a show, Poison's doing a show. You know, okay. I mean, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I'm not doing the show. I'm I'm just in the back, relaxing, out of drag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Enjoy. that's it's important and it's fun and they and, they, and we we get good, wonderful, and we get okay or we get <laughs> oh boy. Right. <laughs> that but it's be only fun. five dollars. Five. <laughs> five dollar admission. Five dollar uh, soldiers. Oh no, absolute drinks. They can't change. Love and five dollar tacos, three tacos oh. in, a, in a little place. Yeah, we were hamburgers last year, but now we're tacos. We're stepping up or something. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, it's Tuesday night. It, it's fun and it's it's just a nice fun Tuesday night. You can laugh and be who you want to be. But you do what you do. I do what I do. And there's room for all of this. There's yes. room for people to be who they are. There's right. much yes. a lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, like this weekend having these bookends of seeing Anthony as Carla Rossi and seeing you do Darcel, and to your point, that there's room for both. You're both saying something really unique and, and special in drag, and yeah. what I like about what you're both doing, because I, my, I'm not very much drawn to that, like, the, the specific female illusion that a lot of queens go for. I like that you both are more focused on a character, an illusion, yeah. an idea, and, and letting that go. I'd asked Anthony this before, and I'm curious for you. When you get into Darcel, does Walter go anywhere? Like, what happens to – do you switch into a mindset, or is this just a look and you're always still Walter? Oh, no. Is it a whole new person? Like I, I started to tell you and it didn't finish, Walter and Darcel were miles apart. Right. But now they're so entwined, I don't know which is which. <laughs> right, okay, okay. But uh, I do know that, that – when I do the get, get in face, like I haven't changed my face, but I and I make all the costumes at the show, and uh, and design them and stitch them up, and so it's it's like I'm ready now. Right. You know. Right. Mm -hmm. Something clicks into place. Yeah. And yeah. And also, I forget sometimes that I'm not in drag, <laughs> and I say something to somebody that would slap me in the face <laughs> otherwise, and I forget they look horrified because they don't recognize me out of drag and I say something about their boobs or whatever. <laughs> <you know. Right. laughs> They're called boobs, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I love your Bahambas. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 it's a technical term, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's medical. Yeah, medical, yeah. It's a reason biological. Entry. Yeah. <laughs> and but women love it. I, I I'm gonna try to tell you this story be, it, as long as we're talking about the lovely ladies who come and we have a good time together. Yeah. 
and I'll try to get through it. <laughs> uh, one night, I'm on stage on the runway. Here, that runway is a tra trap. <laughs> and six ladies were sitting here, and they were having a good time. And I walked up to one lady, and I said, you have the prettiest Bahamas I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the, by then they knew that I was talking about breasts. <laughs> and, she, and she went, her face lit up, and she was smiling and laughing, and her friends were in tears. She had just had coming out from a double mastectomy. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, like, you know, people don't think, but that can be the power of drag. It is. It that is. it does touch that, too. Yeah, because that's so much about the illusion, and, and I think for so many people with breasts, that, that says something you about You don't who know are. who you touch. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I got a call one time from a, from a lady, and she was panicking, and she said, I found ladies' underwear in my <laughs> husband's glove compartment. <laughs> and, I said, and she said, and then he said it was his. <laughs> Is that better or so worse? <laughs> yeah. he, he thought she was, he was cheating on her. Uh, no, it was his. <laughs> So she said, what do I do? And I said, I can't tell you what to do, but I can give you a su couple of suggestions. <laughs> I said, in the first place, um, if you, you love him and everything's cool with him, he's not gay, probably, you know. So I said, he's probably not gay. And, and I said, uh, uh, if you allow this, as long as it doesn't hurt your family or out and around, you know, I said, j go with it and you'll have a man with you that'll love, adore you for years and years and years. There'll be no problems with that. Mm. Yeah. Now, 10 years later, she called. She said, Darcel, I'm the lady that told you about the long underwear. She said, she said, we've had two children. We're happy. Everything's fine. And we have matching gout nightgowns. <laughs> 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 I love it. Yeah, I she doubled her wardrobe. Yeah, yeah people that drag together stay together. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, it's, it's those are the nice things that happen. I yeah, yeah. You never touch, never know. Yeah, I think drag, like, with that example, it's like drag highlights and Mary's know this word's coming. The nuances of gender expression. Mm. I, I couldn't go a live episode without saying the word nuance. Come on. Uh, but, I, right? <laughs> but I think to your point that he can have, you know, lingerie in the glove compartment and still be committed to the marriage. That yes, doesn't of have course. to mean like, oh, there's a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, and drag highlights. Oh, yeah. there's gray areas. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. For both of you, and maybe thinking about wrapping up our discussion. Okay. Where do we see drag going next? What's happening now? Like, where is it going to go? What do you want to see next? Mm. We're going to be decorated with LED lights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I can get into that. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I mean that's the newest thing now. You know, I I went to judged a uh, erotic contest. An erotic? Ooh. Yeah, well, it was ladies and get naked. I didn't mind that. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Oh. <laughs> How could you forget? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and one of them had a, a cape on that was many colors and lights. So I have three of them now, and they're on the show. So, you know, I <laughs> try to steal whatever I can. But, but <laughs> don't I don't know where I'm going with this. But, but I'm here for the journey. I <laughs> you know, love hearing about <laughs> anyway, uh, we do what we do, and where what in years to go come? I think, I think, it, it, well, let me. Re for years, it was like drag queens. Mm -hmm. They're drag queens, mm -hmm. right? 
dress like women. They don't call them drag queens. They, they dress like women. And they, <laughs> mystique, quiet, behind doors. It was more fun then. Now it's like, here comes Darcel and run, run down the street. You know, <laughs> it's all right, but it's all right now. And and so, but it, it was fun then when when they they come in. What what to, can we expect? What can we? Yeah, expect? yeah. There's a, the excitement. They thought we were stage. masturbating on stage or something. <laughs> or we had two You're not. You weren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the right night. Because yeah. last like night, like I said, Roxy's been gone for two years. Anything could happen. <laughs> Speaking of masturbating on stage, can we talk about Leo again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Leo, right. <laughs> what do you think, Anthony? The future of drag, virtual reality drag queens. Mm. We will upload our tux into the cloud <laughs> and live forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know. I think drag is just going to get more and more complicated and confusing and messy, and there's going to be all kinds of presentation. I can't wait to see um, when we're done having this conversation about like, can cis women do drag? Mm. I'm like, yes, they can. Elvira, Elvira, and right. Michelle Visage, right? Sure, sure. Um, right. You Kathleen know, Turner and Kathleen Turner. Yeah. That's no longer going to be a conversation. I can't wait till that happens. I can't wait to see more trans queens going messy. on drag race. How messy can it get? You wear white face. It's just gonna. <laughs> we'll just be buckets. Just a slot <laughs> bucket. It will look like a ceramic studio gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we're all high on glaze. But <laughs> I am right now. Yeah. That's the future I want to see is and a and messy, and confused I made it make mistake every now and then going to Fred Meyer and buying makeup, and it's 24-hour shit. I've got makeup all over my face <laughs> for I, two, two days. When it stains and you go to the, you have to go to the store the next day and you just look like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I go anyway. I said, hell, you don't know any. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Talk about yeah. <laughs> Combat boots. Half a face. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Colin. I mean, I, 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 I feel like that is a that is a good note to. I, this has been. I'm. I am gooped. I am. I mean, no, there's gagged. no other gooped and gagged. I. I can't thank you both enough for thank this you. for sharing. We. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Right. Truly, for just Truly. being so amazing. Uh, Portland, you're so goddamn lucky to have these two. <laughs> yeah. I'll be here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Can we applaud I'll for be these, these drag queens here. up I'll be here? Soon. I'll be here. Oh, look at that. Thank you. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Uh, I'm only 88. That's it. Years old. Yeah. That's all. 88. Yeah. Okay, palindromic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, we do want to thank some of these amazing people that have helped this conversation to happen. So the first one, uh, just a huge, huge round of applause and thank you to Sean and Noah yes. for putting Listen Up Portland together. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah. a big thank you to our, our uh, project manager here, at our, you know, so our, our helper here, Haley, yes. who could look at me and say, oh, you want another vodka soda? I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's very important. Yeah. So God bless her. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a, a really big shout out to Stephen, who without Stephen, Shauna would have known about our podcast. Yes. So thank you, Stephen. So thank you, Stephen and his partner, Greg. Yes. And uh, no, usually, yes. I was going to say, usually R8 Mary is just, you know, a couple of jamokes with a microphone making it happen. But fortunately, with this trip, we had we had a bit of a team. 
And oh. I just I want to say such a I mean it means so much just to have support in general to do to do your dream you know and so I just want to say a huge thank you to the All Right Mary team this weekend Chris and Raf you guys are uh, we could not have literally have not done this without you <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, I w- I would say last but not least we do have to thank our our audio engineer Johnny uh, I love your name I love it <laughs> he travel with you. We might ask him. He's pretty I, good. I yeah. think so. I'm, we have a deal here. 89 Northeast Thompson. Hi. Edit that in post. Yeah, we got that in post, girl. We're good, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. So other than what you just told us, where can our local Portland uh, folks find you uh, doing Darcel? Uh, you're five nights a week, basically, at this point, right? Four, well, five nights. Mm-hmm. Five nights. Um. 208 Northwest 3rd, call, uh, uh, you can call Darcel 15, or Dar- Darcel XV, and, uh, or go on, I mean, go online. All these numbers, I don't know what they all are. <laughs> I have other, I have people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, they look up the shit that goes in general. Mm-hmm. But you call, give us a call or to ask any Uber driver or any taxi driver or the bus drivers, they all know. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're on 2nd and 3rd and Davis. And uh, right next to CC Slaughter's, which is a very nice neighbors. And across the street from the new tequila bar. And the Society Hotel. And a Starbucks of all goddamn things. A Starbucks <laughs> on Skid Row. Uh, and uh, uh, make a reservation for the, if for the weekend. And during the week, we have show Wednesday and Thursday. Eight o'clock, one show each, and then Friday and Saturday we have an eight eight o'clock and a ten thirty show, and male strippers after. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Just in case. Thank you. Great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Anthony, where can folks find you? In the gutter behind the Seven Eleven. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, queer horror. It's every other month at the Hollywood Theater, except I am doing two months in a row, so I can take part in our feminist march programming. So we're gonna have the Stepford Wives in March on March fifteenth in thirty-five millimeter, and then actually the month after that, this is an exclusive. In April, we're doing Silence of the Lambs. Oh wow! <laughs> so I get to pay, play um, Carla Reese Starling. I'm so excited. <laughs> Love but your in suit. Face, <laughs> in face. Oh, oh yeah. Man, but uh, and Pepper is going to be Dr. Pepper. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I love it's going to be a blast. Uh, you can find out all about those at queer-horror.com. And then for everything else Carla does. Knows all those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything else Carla does, just look at thecarlarossi.com. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank and you. Oh, my gosh. Uh I, I obviously y'all are Marys. You know where to find us, other than sitting here right here losing our losing our minds. Uh, and how amazing this is! We also, of course, are on Twitter at All Right Mary. Where where are we? We're at oh, a hotel you, you in don't Portland. Do this. I don't do this. this. this is a, I, I thought we were gonna do this in post. Actually. Oh no! That's I mean, we discussed, all I know is this. That's routine. just me being type A. Yeah, so it's just me being an Aquarian. Changing yeah. the script, <laughs> Mary. Um, we're on we're on Twitter at All Right Mary. We you can find us on the web at All allrightmary.com and email us at allrightmarypodcast. They realized where that came from way back when, in the old days, every queer was called Mary. Right. That's y- oh, yes, 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 yes. You have to know that that was, that was a, <laughs> hi, Mary. Hey, Mary. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Mary. we're all about reclaiming right, Mary. Mary. We talked about all the bars as being toilets. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds yeah yeah I can identify yeah, with that yeah no um, the Mary Mary goes uh, deep into my 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 early twenties with with John uh, I I will I will save it but uh, Lockman is uh it was the chef 
and he called me Mary, and he taught me everything I needed to know. It was fabulous. Well, yeah, yeah now I want to hear that story. <laughs> That's a whole other show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Something yeah, happened combat in the boots <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. um, that walk-in fridge has stories. If those walls could talk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So with that, uh, with that, Mary. Uh, oh, and also just because I have the opportunity to say it on my on our live show, you can also get more of my podcast in the details. A celebration of nuance. Um, and you can get more of both of us on patreon.com backslash all right Mary where we are cleaning out on queer movies uh, and Drag Race Thailand Drag Race Thailand yeah. videos you can see more of our mugs um, and I, I was, I was going to say go to iTunes, but you're here. Don't worry about iTunes. You're here. You're here. But if you're listening, go to iTunes. Leave a yeah. review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a, a huge shout out to one of our audience members who is eating mac and cheese during this. I, you are my hero. <laughs> yep. Yes. I want you to know that I see you. I want to be you. And Can I have a bite of your mac and cheese? <laughs> and I want something mac and cheese. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. A queen, thank a you. true queen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when, when that happened, I was like, yes, applause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just said mac and cheese. Yeah. When that happened, I'm like, I am home. I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you could share, could share. <laughs> and I, I give his body, share, but not share. his mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's. I think you know, we talk about safe spaces. We talk about what you two have both created. And I guess as a final note, I'm so honored that All Right Mary could create a safe space to come here, talk about drag, clean out, be real, and eat mac and cheese. I love you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hit it, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>